Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hi, this is Dr. Andy Barlow with the Chiropractic Physician Center of Tupelo and author of the number one bestseller, The Code Breaker. Are you sick and tired of the medical merry-go-round? Are you looking for a potential solution to your health problem? Be sure and listen to our podcast, The Code Breaker. Welcome into the Friday edition of the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Thank you for making the podcast a part of your day as you always do. The numbers are going up and I appreciate that. Getting closer to football season, I'm sure that's helping, but a lot of you are listening. A lot of you are new listeners and you're sticking around. So for that, I uh, I very much thank you. And uh, it's good to be with you. Uh, Weather is supposed to be good. I mean, maybe forever. Like summer's almost over. I'm looking at my weather app right now. We don't have a day above 91 in the next 10 days, four of which are in the 80s. So maybe football weather's coming, I don't know, but it is good to be with you. It's beautiful outside right now after some wind and some storms last night. And there is a lot to discuss. Um, And I don't even know really where to begin. Uh, This week, uh, after coronavirus, and even though that's still a thing that we're dealing with, after the summer, I thought that covering sports wouldn't be any more difficult than that because they didn't even exist, you know, and and we had to spend every day discussing return to play plans and looking at charts and death rates and stuff like that. And I I honestly thought that it couldn't be more difficult to cover sports when they didn't exist. But I think this week has made it even uh, more difficult to find the right things to say, to find the right balance, to keep bringing you content, um, without turning you off of it, to tell you the truth. I mean, at the end of the day, my job is to get listeners uh, on this and the the two radio shows that I do. You know, that's my job, and, and I have to find a balance of talking about it and keeping you engaged as a listener. And that's been tough. I mean, I spent this morning thinking about that and how to do this podcast today and how to do the radio show this afternoon again and then another one on Sunday, um, doing it, talking about what we have to talk about while still engaging you. I mean, because we had, I think we did a really good radio show yesterday just discussing the the boycotts and what it means and, and stuff like that. And most of the listeners and most of the, the text we received during the show were people that were engaging in the content and were discussing it with us. But we got one guy that was adamant about how we need to stick to sports. And I I wanted to reply, do you not see what's going on around you right now? I I would love to stick to sports and only talk about games. But there aren't any right now because there's boycotts around the country. We can't stick to sports because sports has not allowed us to right now. And and I I know that that's frustrating to some. It's frustrating to me. I, I mean, I... I got into this business, I chose this over politics, especially because I wanted to be happy, and sports made me happy, because it wasn't as serious, and it wasn't as cutthroat and divisive and everything that comes with politics. I didn't want to go down that road and do political radio. It's been asked of me before if I would be willing to do it, not at Super Talk, but it's been asked of me before. Do you want to do politics? And I've always I've said no. And now I don't really have a choice. Everything is is chaotic right now, especially in sports. And I'm not going to go down 
a particular road with you and, and tell you how you should feel about the player boycotts and, and stuff like that. I'm not going to go down that road because you've probably heard it enough by now. Um, but now that Mississippi State and now Ole Miss has boycotted practice, I, I simply can't avoid it. But I, I've made three observations lately. And I think these are things that all of you will agree with. So I'm not going to talk about NBA players boycotting with you today or, or why. You've, you've seen it and heard it enough, I'm sure, by now. But I have made three observations about the way this thing has been covered. And number one, especially the day that the NBA players decided to walk off the court, I saw a lot of people say, it's a quote, I don't even know where it came from, but sports are a reward for a functioning society, and right now we don't deserve them. Saw that everywhere. And and that might be one of the dumber things I've ever heard. And I don't mean to to be mean, especially because of what my point number two is going to be. I don't mean to be condescending, but if you look at the history of sports, sports has been something that has gotten people through non-functioning societies. Heard from a former member of the military yesterday that said when they when he went overseas, horrible, war-torn, poverty-stricken countries. The, the kids are happy because they're playing soccer. I mean, functioning societies, sports are not a reward for a functioning society. In fact, sports are something that can help us get through dysfunction of society. I mean, look at history and what sports have done throughout our history. Uh, I just, I, I think that's complete nonsense. But number two, people say that sports shouldn't be your escape. Because I know a lot of you are this way. You don't want politics in your sports because sports are supposed to be your escape for a while. And and the counter to that has been lately is it shouldn't be your escape because this is bigger than basketball. This is bigger than football. And and you shouldn't look at sports as an escape because they're people too and stuff like that. Basically saying that you're wrong for viewing it in that way. I said this on the radio show yesterday. I think it bears repeating because this is one of the few good points I've made lately. When people say they go to sports for an escape, they're not necessarily talking about politics or social issues. If you think about the average person, I mean, they wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning. They wake their kids up. Rush to get them fed, rush to get them to school, rush to their job that they probably don't like, where they're working too hard and too stressed and not getting paid enough money. And they got a boss that they don't like, and their nine to five is just something to make sure their kids are taken care of and they don't really like it. That's a lot of people out there. And then they leave work and they pick the kids up from daycare and they take them to practice or ballet or piano and then they get them home and they get them fed and they get them to bed. And the, the, after the kids go to bed, the free hour they have to themselves every day, where there's not something to worry about, there's not somewhere to be, there's not something to be stressed over, there's not a boss riding you, there's not a bill to pay. That one free hour they get in a day, they just want to see a guy hit a home run, player hit a three, guy score a touchdown. 
sports fans don't go to sports for a distraction from social and societal issues. They're going to escape the monotony of the day-to-day tough life that most of us have. Life is hard. Our individual lives are hard. Some people don't have... They, they don't have time to worry about things that are going on five, six states over, a thousand miles away, things that, that, that they can't control. Most people don't control what happens in an engagement between a police officer and a potential criminal. They, they, it does, it's out of their control. All they want to do for a little while a day is just to have something that doesn't remind them that they've got a tough meeting at work the next day. They've got to to be in three different places at once, and they've got bills to pay, pay and a mortgage and a medical bill and credit card debt, and the car's breaking down. Life is hard for so many people. And, and talking down to those that say, I just want to be distracted when I watch sports is completely not understanding the reality of most people's situations. Because, yeah, life is more difficult for some than others, but life is hard for a lot of people. That doesn't mean... And I, when I said this yesterday, somebody texted in and said, well, that person you're describing probably doesn't care, but probably hates his kids too and is a heavy drinker. Like, what, what the hell are you talking about? That's most people. You can be a wonderful father and a loving husband and still have a stressful life, and that's okay. Life is stressful. Life is frustrating. It's hard, especially right now. What was it? 40% of the country lost their job or had wages docked. 40% of the country. Life is hard, especially right now. And uh, to dismiss people that just go to sports for a distraction as if they're, they're inhuman is um, not grasping the reality of most people's situations. And the third observation is we don't speak to each other anymore. And especially when it's people that don't agree with the players walking out, the players boycotting. There are people that don't agree with that. And instead of trying to talk to these people like they are humans, they're called bigots. They, they're told they're part of the problem and dismissed, talked down to, especially people in the media, sports media, are so condescending towards those that, quote, don't get it. Well, if they don't get it, why don't you try to help them see instead of talking down to them like Max Kellerman did on ESPN yesterday? I'm not going to read the whole quote because I, I don't remember it anyway. But Max Kellerman said, SEC fans are immune to facts and easy to propagandize. That's what he said. He called SEC fans, for some reason, stupid on ESPN. You're seeing that everywhere. If somebody doesn't get it, if somebody thinks that the NBA players should not boycott games... It doesn't mean they're an ist, whatever it is, or a phobe, whichever one you want to apply, or that they're part of the problem. They're human too. 
And if they don't understand why the players are doing this, talk to them like people. But instead, it's all condescending. It's you don't get it, and you're part of the problem, and you're an ist, whatever ist it is. Instead of talking to them like people. I mean, if you're somebody like Max Kellerman that said what he did on ESPN, how do you expect anybody to want to hear you out and join your side? When you call them stupid for not immediately understanding something, a, a very complex issue that you're talking about. How do you expect them to hear you or listen or understand if you don't talk to them in that way? There are people that that have never had a run-in with a police officer ever. Like it's, I know somebody who's never been pulled over, ever. Never been given a ticket, never had an interaction with a police officer before. So instead of when that person's like, wait, I don't get it. What's wrong with the police? Oh, you're part of the problem. That's your privilege. You're an ist. Instead of, well, here's an example from a former Milwaukee Bucks player. Watch this video. A player on the Milwaukee Bucks was a victim of police brutality. Watch this video here. This is where they're coming from because of of this video. But nobody does that. We don't talk to each other anymore. You don't think like me is no longer acceptable. It's you don't think like me and therefore you are the enemy. And not, therefore, we're different people. I love you anyway. And it applies to both sides. And there are people that are not willing to listen. Um, there are, are also a lot of people that will just tune it out and find something else to give them that break of the stresses of life. They'll find something else. That will happen. They're not bad people for that. They're people that have their own shit to deal with. I'm one of those. I mean, I love my job. You guys are, are probably mock me for, for saying that my day is stressful. I talk about sports for a living. But I, I, ha- I get stressed out. Often. I've got, I've got bills to pay and, and the sports media landscape is tough. And I've got a, a, a young 10-month-old son. And and a wife that works hard. But our life is difficult. And sometimes I just want to forget about it. And so does she. And so does so do all of you. And I'm I'm not I'm not evil. I'm not a villain. I'm not your enemy. If I choose to distract myself or want to distract myself sometimes. And this rhetoric, it's, it happens in the media. It's irresponsible from the top down. Um, these flames get fanned by political leaders on purpose because it helps them win re-election. It gets fanned by big media conglomerates because it drives ratings. That's what happens. It, there, we have completely gone away from, you don't think like I do, but I still love and respect you for it. It's gone. If somebody says, I just, I'm not going to watch the NBA anymore because I want a distraction, that doesn't mean they're a bad person. It doesn't mean they're an ist. It 
just means maybe their life is tough and they just want to be distracted for a little while. There's nothing wrong with that. And instead of talking down to that person and being so condescending the way you see it on social media and otherwise, that person doesn't get talked to anymore. So you're creating villains then. You're creating people that are not on your team. You're not even giving them a chance to listen. I'm one of those people that I am willing to listen to NBA players and their concerns. I don't agree with all of them. I think some of it's misguided. But I'm willing to listen to them. And if I say I think some of it's misguided, some people would call me something. Ryan Tannehill said something yesterday that I think is is dead wrong about the principles this country was founded on. I think he's wrong. It's not backed up in fact. I think he's wrong. And because I would say that, I would get labeled things. If I had a bigger platform, if I was on ESPN, I would get labeled things for saying that Ryan Tannehill's wrong. I I still, I, I think he's a good person who's probably got a really big heart and I'm not going to stop watching him play football because I think he's wrong. But just me thinking he's wrong would get me labeled something. And it's sad to see that. And it's happening at Ole Miss. This is a podcast that is based on Ole Miss. I said all this to tie this in to Ole Miss. They have players, as I record this, walking to the square. I don't know what they're going to do on the square. I was told late last night that this was going to happen. Um, but they are boycotting, and that's not the right word, but they're boycotting practice today. And Lane Kiffin's going to be with them. And so what I would encourage you to do, and I'm not going to tell you you're wrong for, for anything, what I would encourage you to do, though, is listen to them, even if you think they're wrong. Even if you think they're wrong, just listen to them. Because if you look at the world through their eyes, I have recently been an 18 to 20-year-old college student. I was really dumb back then. So stupid. I hate 19-year-old me. Um, with With everything that's going on around them, the world is different now than when you and, and I were in school. Um, it's chaos around them. One side is telling them one thing. One side is telling them the other. There's all of this, this information, whether it's true or untrue, that is just swirling around and all of these things that are going on. And it's got to be stressful and overwhelming and, and confusing at times for a college kid. So what I would tell you is, even if you think they're wrong, just... Just listen to them because it's possible that their heart's in the right place. Even if you think they're wrong, they are marching to the square, I assume, in a show of unity to try to end police brutality. And I I think you guys all know that it does happen. Does it happen disproportionately? I don't know. But it does happen. There is excessive force used at times 
by police officers. That does happen. There are bad lawyers, there are bad doctors, there are, are bad sports media members, there are bad accountants, there are bad veterinarians, you know? I mean, there, there's going to be bad police officers as well. Um, what they're doing today doesn't mean they're spoiled. It doesn't mean they're entitled. It means they're confused. Or, or something like that. Or they're overwhelmed. It's an emotional time for a college kid right now. They're being told, I mean, they're being locked in their dorms, basically. They're not allowed to go anywhere. Their campus is different. They have to wear masks. They don't know why. Their football season almost got canceled. They don't really know why. I mean, they're going to have to play with no fans in the stands. They, they've been spending all summer training uh, between plexiglass windows. They get tested for something all the time. And on top of this, they go to watch their NBA game at night, and the players walk off the court. There's just so much going on around them. So they're not practicing today, and I know that rubs a lot of people the wrong way. I saw a lot of the mentions of the Mississippi State media yesterday, and um, there are people that are going to hate this. So... Tying it into everything I said earlier, um, if you want people to hear you out and, and not be condescending towards you for having your viewpoint, I would just encourage you to also have it towards your football players because they chose to go to your school for a reason. They chose to represent you the alumni, the fan of, of Ole Miss. They're all wearing Ole Miss gear while doing this. They seem to be proud of where they chose to go to school. They've worked hard. They've dealt with a pandemic. They've dealt with coaching change. They've dealt with uncertainty of their season. And now they're seeing all this stuff going on around the country um, with seemingly nobody really doing anything about it one way or the other. That's what they see. So, I would encourage you, even if you think I'm wrong, even if you think they're wrong, just to hear them out. Because these guys are going to go back to practice at some point, and they're going to play. And they're going to put an Ole Miss uniform on, and they're going to play. And I think, even if you disagree with them, I think their heart's in the right place. Um, this, this is tough and it, it's tough, uh, even to cover because there will be the inevitable. I'm done. There will be the inevitable. I'm not going to games anymore. I'm not watching them anymore. That, that is certainly going to come. And I guess the question is, um, How will it be received by you and by the fans? Um, if you ask my opinion, I think mostly, even though they'll get nasty comments on Facebook, I think most people, if not everybody, will um, accept this. But when it comes to, if they were to do this for a game, it would change things. I think it would. 
Um, I know it would. I don't think it would. And I, I know it would. Um, but it's inevitable and it it's unescapable right now. And I really don't want to come off as I'm telling you how to feel. I, I, and I, I may have just done that. Um, all I'm saying is look at the world and what's going on through their shoes and, and how messages are being delivered to young people. Um, it's, it's nasty. It's irresponsible. It's not fair. I mean, Rand Paul yesterday was screamed at and surrounded by a mob um, yelling at him to say her name, say Breonna Taylor's name, and he is writing or has written the Justice for Breonna Taylor bill. So even a, a potential ally trying to do the right thing is still treated like that. There's chaos, and for a young college kid, I mean, maybe they just don't, they don't know what to do, and they want to try to do whatever they can to help, and this is how they f- they feel like they can. Um, that's all. That's all. I, it, your feelings are not wrong today, um, whatever they are. So that's why I, I'm trying to practice what I preach and, and talk to you like you're a human, because you are. And there's not enough of this right now. There's not enough of, of just talking to people like they're people. Um, and I even saw, which this would be so funny. I saw somebody in my coworker Brian Haydad's mentions yesterday say that uh, boycotting Mississippi State players should have their scholarships pulled and given to former high school football players that are currently on their campus. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine the Jackson Prep and MRA All Stars going to Tuscaloosa? <laughs> oh boy, um, that was fun. But um, this is difficult, guys, and, and I, I hope I'm I hope I'm doing this justice because this is it's significant. But I don't think that it will spill over into games. If that's any consolation, I, I truly don't. I think they're going to play the games. I don't think there will be any disruption there. I truly don't. Um, it, I just try to put myself in their shoes, you know, and try to try to look at it through their eyes in, in the way information's so manipulated now. You know, it's so manipulated. And now I'm starting to see some pictures. So they're they're coming out. There's a bunch of Ole Miss football players on the square in front of City Hall. Uh, there's Lane Kiffin uh, with them uh, during this. And um, so, yeah, that's going on in Oxford today. Um, if sports are your escape and you don't want to see any of this, I don't, I don't know where to tell you to turn. Because this is just how it's going to be for a little while. Um, here's a picture of, of Ole Miss players holding an end police brutality sign. That's what they're uh, that's what they're protesting. That's that's what they're asking for. Another day in in sports media, I suppose, uh, talking about stuff that that is that is not sports related. But that's the job right now. 
and uh, I appreciate you guys if you're still listening, hanging on this far. Um, I hope that was fair commentary. I, I hope you guys at least appreciate, even if you disagree with me, that that I'm coming from a place of of um, of respect to to all of you, uh, even if you disagree with me. I'm not going to talk down to you. Um, that's just not productive at all. So, anyway, let's turn the page. Actual sports. Ole Miss got a huge commitment. Kind of out of left field. I mean, there was some momentum now earlier this week, but this is a name that I had not heard at all or seen really anywhere. And maybe I just wasn't paying attention well enough. Uh, but Ole Miss gets another commitment from a high-level basketball player. James White is his name. He's from Conyers, Georgia. He had offers from a lot of people, including Alabama, Arkansas, Creighton, Florida, Florida State, Georgia, Georgia Tech, Missouri, Texas A&M, VCU, among others. He's 103rd ranked in the entire country. Averaged 24 points per game in high school. He is raved about uh, when it comes to scouts and analysts and stuff like that. Ole Miss has now had it, added him and Deshaun Ruffin to this recruiting class, and they are in on, at least potentially in the final two, on a five-star forward. So that's two high-level guards paired with potentially, I want to get ahead of my skis there, paired with potentially a five-star forward. But this is happening to Ole Miss, guys. I mean, you knew that the, the pavilion and stuff was going to help a little bit. And I think Andy Andy Kennedy deserves some kind of recognition in the pavilion about the job he did at Ole Miss. I think he dealt with a lot of crap. The worst basketball facility in Division One. I mean, the Tad Smith Coliseum, as you guys know, is a complete dump. They would have players on official visits and avoid taking them there. That's how bad it was. And... There were consistent winners, a couple of NCAA tournament bids, an SEC championship. I think he should be recognized in the arena. But Kermit Davis has elevated Ole Miss basketball, has taken it. Andy Kennedy was a good basketball coach that was respected around the country as a good basketball coach that brought consistent, albeit frustrating sometimes, consistent winning to Ole Miss. The teams, except for his last one, really, were competitive every year. They were competitive. Kermit Davis has taken that and and shot it to the moon, man. I mean, what he's done on the recruiting trail as a coach that was he's been in the game for a while, but his biggest job outside of that one year at Texas A and M was Middle Tennessee State. And the question going in was: Everybody knows uh, Kermit Davis is a great basketball coach, but can he? Acquire the talent. Because everybody else in the SEC is recruiting at a high level. We know Kermit Davis can coach, but can he recruit? Well, that answer is yes. I'm still surprised that this is able to happen at Ole Miss. The pavilion's great. I mean, I went to school there, so I obviously you know my feelings about it, why I went there. But it's not a basketball place. State that doesn't really produce basketball talent. It's hard for you guys to get to a lot of games because Oxford's not in a big metropolitan area. I mean, the close. I mean, you've got to drive 
over an hour from Memphis to get to a Tuesday night game at 6 o'clock. You have to leave work early to get to see Ole Miss basketball in the midweek sometimes. And the biggest city within the state is two and a half hours away. It's tough for people to get there. So it's not... The facility's beautiful, and you guys have done a great job of filling it up most nights. Student section especially has done a really good job of filling it up most nights. But it's not a basketball school, and that's okay. Never has been. But seeing this level of recruiting, seeing Ole Miss's name in a top two of a five-star player is shocking still. I mean, Kerbett Davis deserves a ton of credit, of course. Uh, I wonder if, if they've also been helped a little bit by the fact that shoe companies are probably not steering players to certain schools anymore. Like, Nike was never helping Ole Miss get players, and they still aren't. I wonder if that's leveled the playing field a little bit because they're scared to do it. I don't know. I, mean, I, I don't know. Um, but this is special. What's going on here? The roster has been completely turned over. They had to use some transfers to get it to that point. But um, one of those transfers, as we talked about many times on this podcast, is a guy that everybody in the country wanted, who's a double-double guy on 60% shooting, multiple years starting in the Pac-12. I mean, that's the kind of guy that Kermit Davis is getting in the transfer market. And on top of that, he's recruiting top 100 kids. It is um, really surprising. In a good way, of course. I just didn't think this could be done at Ole Miss, recruiting like this. I thought there was always going to be such a hamstring to any coach there that recruiting at this level couldn't be done. But it is being done. And so if the season does start on time, which I guess they're also looking at dates later on, Uh, So they'll start at the end of November or very early December. The college basketball season might get pushed back a few weeks. I mean, that's something that's possible. Um, So I think it's going to happen. But when it does, my gosh, you guys are in good hands. Um, I had somebody, I was talking to a buddy last night over Call of Duty Warzone. And he just mentioned that he hasn't been this confident in, in Ole Miss's sports, all three of them. Maybe ever. You'd probably say like the 2014 season with Hugh Freeze and how he just recruited and baseball being what it always is and Ole Miss just went to the NCAA tournament. Like maybe that's the year, but Lane Kiffin has brought a sense of confidence and change and Keith Carter's done the same thing at Ole Miss that you probably have never seen. People were still in love with Ross Bjork back then, I get it, but now you really know what that was like. Um, Mike Bianco has seemed to have Changed his approach, and it's working. Had one of, if not the best team in the country last year. Of course, they would have had to play the season out, but the way they were playing when the season got shut down, I don't know if there was anybody in the country better than them in that moment. And now you've got this going on in basketball. I'm telling you guys, I, I, I will eat crow on this one. My wife disagrees. I think I'm pretty good at admitting when I'm wrong when it comes to sports opinions anyway. I was wrong about this. I thought that Ole Miss moving on from Andy Kennedy in the manner in which they did. I know he resigned, but he was getting, you know. Um, in replacing him with a longtime coach at Middle Tennessee, I, I, you know, I thought they could have done better, higher profile. Boy, was I wrong. 
And Ole Miss is reaping the rewards for that. I got to eat crow. I, I thought that I knew that Kermit Davis was a good coach, but I figured that Ole Miss was going to be about the same. Fight for 20 wins a year, mostly in the NIT, maybe make the tournament every so often. Too hard to recruit to this place. Facil- uh, pavilion be damned. That's what I thought, and I was wrong. And um, keep embracing basketball, guys. Because Kermit's shown you it can be done. You might just be a big three school now. It's a good thing. It's a really good thing. More sports to follow and watch is fun. I never understood the people that just ignored Ole Miss basketball. Like, oh, I just skip basketball, go right to baseball. Now you don't have a choice. <laughs> now now they're, uh, they're working on being can't miss right now. So, anyway. Uh, Ole Miss's media op this afternoon uh, will not happen, so I don't know the next time there will be any kind of post-practice audio to play for you. Um, I don't know when the next time Lane Kiffin will be on uh, on Zoom uh, to bring any quotes like that to you. I don't know when that's going to happen. Uh, so when that does, I'll let you know if there's anything compelling. Of course, I will play that for you. I, uh, I simply just don't know when. But anyway... Uh, Speaking of, the podcast is brought to you every week by LBs just across from Kroger on University Avenue. Go by and see Greg and tell him we sent you. Best place in Mississippi to get your meat. The weather this weekend should be beautiful. And so grill. And LBs is the best place to do it. They also have a lane train special. Uh, If you want to go have that, like I told you before, I think the Omaha Burger, after they went to Omaha when I was in school... um, that was the best cheeseburger I've ever had in my life. Uh, I, I have not; it's not been beat to me anywhere else. So uh, stop by and get one of their daily lunch specials. It's always good, no matter what it is. Always good. And uh, go by, see Greg. Tell him we sent you. That's LB's just across from Kroger on University Avenue. Whew! What a week! What a week! Now Oklahoma is also marching. So you have Kentucky, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Boston College, Oklahoma. So this is going to be something that happens nationwide. Something that you're, you're going to see uh, everywhere. And it's all about what most people will uh, tolerate when it comes to like viewing habits and, and watching the games and stuff like that. Um. It's heavy, though. I'm looking forward to uh, getting back to just talking sports with you guys um, whenever that day may come. I guess the NBA players are going to start playing again this weekend. Uh, we'll see. Uh, the playoffs were, were really compelling, and so hopefully they've been able to maintain that level of competition when they return, and I can enjoy some hoops. And the NFL season is under three weeks away. Uh, I think, right? It's the 13th. Yeah, Sunday the 13th. So the NFL season, I think, begins on September 10th, I think. So yeah, things are uh, things are coming back. And maybe I can uh, enjoy turning on the microphone again. But anyway, thank you guys for listening. If you're still here, thank you so much for tuning in uh, to what's a not fun conversation to have. 
but it's one that we simply can't avoid. So thank you. Follow me on Twitter at Michael Borky. If you're so inclined, go by LBs and see Greg. Tell him we sent you. Have a great weekend. Have a great and safe weekend. Uh, listen to me on Sunday, Sports Sunday on Super Talk, just uh, on your local station or supertalk.fm or supertalktv.com. You can watch it if you want. See my ugly mug up there. And uh, yeah, so have a great weekend. I'll see you again on Monday. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.